raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today and in her place. Oh, look who it is. I'm back, Rob. Our old pal, Brad Kloppenstein-Stein, joins us. And Brad, well, we start with, it seems like the way we start every show nowadays, Donald Trump. <laughs> what? Who? Who? It's our lead story. And so he had himself a rally over the weekend. Brad, do you remember in 2016 where Trump had, it seemed like, eight of these events in Indiana as he was going for the Republican nomination? Oh, he would have multiples a day around the country. And yes, he was all over Indiana, which you, paid off for him. No, you are a libertarian man. I am. But you are also a man who enjoys a spectacle. I, oh, I enjoy a good spectacle. I have driven, like I've driven you to various concert events. And so I- under- Thank you for doing that, by the way. That was one of the great joys of my life. For those of you who don't know, I guess this was two years ago, uh, Brad had a large group of friends in town for the Jimmy Buffett concert and because Brad is a very responsible citizen of the uh, continental United States, he recognized he was going to consume, as were his friends, a large quantity of alcoholic beverages and Brad actually hired me to drive him to and from the Jimmy Buffett concert. You did a very good job, by the way. We did not hit a single thing. (laughs) You stayed sober. (laughs) You accomplished all the goals. It was great. I actually slept. So here's the cool thing. Now we've just totally turned this into a Jimmy Buffett uh, concert review, but Jimmy Buffett actually live streams all of his concerts, or at least he did, on the internet and on his Sirius... Yeah, Sirius XM Channel 24 and Brad Margaritaville. Brad and his friends rented an armored tank for me to drive, (laughs) and so I laid in the parking lot and listened to the Jimmy Buffett concert while Brad was in the Buffett concert. How much of a difference was there between live and... It was like two-second delay. It was not all that much, and I would hear you guys roar, and then here here would become a cheeseburger in paradise. Anyway, my point of all this is... You, as a person who enjoys a spectacle, did you go to any of the Trump events when they were here across the state of Indiana? (laughs) No. Well, I know you would be judged by your friends, but I thought because you do so enjoy watching just a uh, a complete circus unfold in real time. That is true. I do like a good party. Uh, So uh, saying that. The Trump rally, and this is what I find interesting. I really thought when Trump became president of the United States, hey, the glorified floor show is going to end, and we all had fun with that, and wink, wink, nod, nod, now business CEO guy is going to run the country, and it's going to be a kind of a markedly different approach from Trump, either to his credit or his detriment, and maybe both, that has not stopped. I, yes, I, I am with you. I thought we'd be we would get businessman Trump once the rallies were done, and instead the circus just continued, and here we are now, seven years, really eight years later yes. since he got into the race, and it's been the same thing for eight years. And I say to his credit and to his detriment, because from my perspective in the media and someone who enjoys entertainment, they're phenomenal. They're incredible spectacles. Uh, there's, it's like a street festival type atmosphere before the show. There's people playing live music. There's lines. It's like a Rolling Stones concert <laughs> to get into. It's great theater. It's great entertainment. 
I have yet to, since he became elected president, see how they have paid off for him in terms of electoral success, though. I mean, he, he has, and the people he has endorsed have not been overly successful in contested races. And so I wonder all these years later, if it's like seeing your favorite band who had several hits, yet they never kind of got past that one group of hits and you'll still go, the, the diehards will still go, but does it really expand the base of people that come into your tent? Right, it is uh, Seinfeld season eight. <laughs> it's a very good point, Brad. So, uh, yes, it's people, uh, they move on from the show. They're like, all right, I know this shtick. I've seen this show. And, yeah, you can only continue to rally the troops for so long. And he's done a fairly good job of creating threats. Yeah. But, uh, which is good for keeping people rallied behind you. But he's not bringing anybody new to the party. And it's like that college party that's it's the same people every weekend. Eventually you get tired of seeing those people and you want to go somewhere else. You've been doing that for 30 years now. Now I can live. I I am the Ron Burgundy (laughs) of college parties. You know it now. You're very qualified to say this, and I do not say this as an insult, but I think you can, you can add on to this because of your experience. You were the 2012 libertarian nominee for Lieutenant governor. I was, I was. And so as libertarian, beloved libertarian man because you're one of the few people beloved by everyone democrats like you republicans like you libertarians obviously like you the libertarian party has often struggled donald rainwater being one of the rare exceptions to grow the actual core reliable every year i'm going to show up and vote libertarian person and it's almost obviously a much larger number and it's a nationwide thing but that's almost where trump is at the people who love him are just like the people who are always going to vote libertarian but you can't or you often struggle to win based on that and how do you grow outside of the numbers that you actually have correct yeah he he is now he now has himself a static number that's kind of a dwindling number but you're right he's not he somehow has to change his rhetoric to bring in others from the outside, and I don't see him doing that. If anything, he just keeps bunkering down and occasionally turns on some of his supporters who have <laughs> been ardent supporters for eight years. Occasionally? Okay, okay well, every day. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's a little bit of audio. As we said, this is phenomenal show content for us, though. He was in South Carolina over the weekend and, of course, took some time to go after Joe Biden going after him over freedom of speech. We have a primary season with Crooked Joe Biden as a weaponized and horrible, horrible law enforcement group that are just, it's sick what's going on. Have you ever seen anything like what's going on? I mean, I never heard the word indictment. Then all of a sudden, over a period of a couple of weeks, you get four indictments. They do this to try and win an election. Nobody ever thought it was possible. It's done in third world countries. It's not done in this country. And as Henry said, those indictments aren't worth the paper they're written on. They're not worth, they took away free speech. I mean, in one case, you have the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do whatever. You got to read it. I read it to people. As soon as you read it, they say, oh, I have no idea. They didn't know that. But in the other case, it's free speech. This means that we cannot ever criticize or look after election. Once that happens, you have tyranny. We can't look at elections. We cannot criticize. Well, Hillary Clinton criticized, and all of these, Stacey Abrams still hasn't conceded. I mean, all of these people criticize. I mean, you would have half of Congress right now in jail. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He is criticizing the election. 
And let me tell you, there's a lot to criticize, which you'll find out over the coming weeks. He's right on all of that. The problem with Trump is he refuses to allow himself to be a sympathetic figure. Correct. He had, why say there's lots to criticize? You will find out over the coming weeks. If you got something, let's put it out there. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, and I'm going to use a pro wrestling terminology here. Hey, it's 914 on a Monday where we're getting the pro wrestling references out. There's what they call uh, good guys, which are baby faces, and the bad guys, which are heels. And. In pro wrestling, you will see, if you ever watch Monday Night Raw or whatever, wherever you get your wrestling these days, the transformation of a good guy to a bad guy, a heel to a a, a baby face or a baby face to a heel. And when you see the guy go from bad guy to good guy, there is what they call allowing himself to get sympathy from the audience. And something happens there's some reason and then you will see the performer work that or he allows himself to morph from a vicious heel bad guy whatever into a baby face donald trump is being treated wrongly donald trump is being treated terribly he's being treated unfairly they are clearly weaponizing the government against donald trump which regardless of political affiliation should scare the hell out of everyone however Trump rarely goes off offense long enough for that to allow to soak in and the public to go, boy, that sure is bullcrap and maybe sway some people who are otherwise not inclined to like or support Donald Trump. Are you suggesting that Ric Flair should be an advisor to Donald (laughs) Trump? (laughs) The dirtiest player in the game. Now, here's one thing he did say that I that I totally agree with 100 percent. Uh, And I think this is many, many people are now in this camp that Republicans, they don't fight hard enough. And that's why they almost always get steamrolled by the Democrats. All of the crooked acts, including the bribes from China and many other countries that go into the coffers of the Biden crime family. It's often said that Republicans don't fight hard enough, and I agree with that. They don't fight hard enough. They're very good people, but they don't fight. They have other assets, but they don't fight hard enough, many of them. But they don't say that about Trump, and I think it's one of the reasons that we're doing so well. We fight like hell, but boy, sometimes we, we got to have, have these Republicans step up. The senators have to step up. Some congressmen have to step up. Uh, I'm with him. And I was watching that clip, Brad, and you can tell me because you're an advice man. You're a man of great reason and you're a man of great advice. And so I want to take a break and then I'm going to tell you where I'm leaning now in terms of my Republican primary presidential vote. And I want you to tell me if I am totally miss, missing this or if there's merit to what I'm thinking. Plus, we've got more audio from this. Trump goes after DeSantis. We've got some very odd commentary from Trump about his hair. Brad Klopfenstein in for Casey. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm a 
about to get some life advice from my co-host, 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Casey's out today. Our old pal, Brad Kloppenstein, in for Casey. All right, so last segment, we played the uh, the clips, some of the audio from Trump in South Carolina, and he said one of the things I've been saying for a long time, which is that the Republicans do not fight. The Republicans in Washington are complete wimps. They're complete losers. They roll over. They play dead. And it got me thinking, Brad, because we talked about this show for the past six-ish months, whatever it's been, seven, eight months now maybe, about how I I was leaning towards – not leaning towards. I guess I was in the camp of Ron DeSantis because I said, look, I, I would – I would really like to get the I really do not want Joe Biden to be the president of the United States. And I don't think that Trump can win. And I actually don't think he all governed all that effectively in terms of conservatism or limited government or liberty and freedom. So with all those things in mind, if I really want to change the direction of the country, Ron DeSantis is my best my best hope. However, as I was listening to that audio over the weekend, I was thinking, what difference does it make? What difference does it make, Brad, in the sense the Republicans never follow through on anything anyway? The Republicans never do what they say they're going to do. They never they never actually cut the government. They never actually cut the spending. They never reform entitlements. They never do any of this stuff anyway. So why am I cheerleading so hard for some guy to get in there based on what where I want the country to be when I know it doesn't matter what the Republicans tell me anyway. They're not going to do it. I think, Brad, I'm leaning back towards if the country's going down the tubes, let's make it as entertaining as we possibly can, and Donald Trump will at least give me another year and a half of entertainment. Does that make me a horrible person? Yes, it does, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Before the break, you're like, you know, I want somebody who's going to fight for me. But uh, think back to when you used to go out to the bars with your buddies and you always wanted your buddies to have your back and there was always one guy that was more ready to fight than anybody else except at some point you realize no he's just going out because he wants to fight every time and this stops being fun and you stop inviting him to go out with you that is the most perfect analogy i've ever heard uh so that's trump that's Trump. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> Trump. Sometimes I just want to go out and have a relaxing night and talk about the IndyCar race. Well, and I thought, look, I thought DeSantis was going to be a better candidate. I really did. I obviously thought he was going to do better in terms of polling. I thought he was going to do better in terms of results. And I also thought he was going to be more entertaining in the sense of being a fighter and kind of being out there. And I just haven't gotten it. And the rest of them are basically complete zeros. So I'm thinking to myself, well... What am I going to get out of this? If we're going to, it doesn't even matter if the Republicans win because they're not actually going to follow through. So uh, it's kind of like where I'm at with Curtis Hill being the Republican nominee for governor. <laughs> I'm not actually sure Curtis would do a good job. In fact, there's a lot of things Curtis believes that I don't agree with. But wow, he would be the most entertaining and he would make Holcomb and Kyle Hupp for the most miserable. So I'm inclined to want to support him just because that would give me the most bang for my buck in terms of this show that I do, which is how I earn my living. The number of sound bites you would have of the <laughs> governor referring to himself in the third person would be off the charts. Okay. Uh, speaking of Ron DeSantis, Trump in his rally in South Carolina over the weekend, he did, uh, he did mention Ron DeSantis. So that's a little political story, and I started hitting him very hard very early. I hit him so hard, I don't think he knows what the hell happened, actually. He's still trying to figure out. Today he was in uh, New Hampshire. He's campaigning. He had a big thing. They were advertising it for two weeks. Seven people showed up. Seven people. 
So he doesn't know what the hell hit him. He got hit by a very, very big hammer. But you know, you got to do that. And then my people would tell me, sir, don't hit him that hard. He's a Republican. I said, I don't give a damn if he's a Republican. So it's one of those things, but he's dying a, uh, a pretty quick death. You know, there, there's an old saying, stand up for yourself, Poindexter. And at this point, that's where I am with Ron DeSantis. It's like, and we're going to play this audio later of Ron DeSantis lamenting Trump's behavior. And it's like, this, I am in the same place with Ron DeSantis I was with Jefferson Shreve. Get down in the mud, dude. Let's go. Start slinging it. Start throwing grenades. Start ripping on people. That's politics now. You may not like it, but you got to respect it because Trump is kicking your ass. I, later on this morning, let's talk about the Michael Sh- or the Jefferson Shreve campaign. Yes. Because I want to get into this. I've never seen somebody so bad out of the gate. <laughs> All right. Hey, before we go to break. We have to play this. This is the last part of this rally in South Carolina from Trump. The hair. This is the, yes. This is the most odd thing. And Trump will do this sometimes because it's a, if you've been to the rallies, it's a total stream of consciousness. And it, I, I don't even know what to make of this. Brad we will listen. And then I'll ask you for some help. I have this gorgeous head of hair. I like when I take a shower, I want water to pour down on me. When you go into these new homes with showers, the water drips down slowly, slowly. You have suds, beautiful, nice, wonderful suds, a lot of money, Procter and Gamble, all that crap that they sell, they say is good. Probably cost them, cost them about two cents and they sell it for $10. But you can't, it, it takes you 10 minutes to wash your hair. You know what you do? You just stay in the shower about 10 times longer than you would have. It's the same. You probably use more water. What? Help. I'm most amazed that he knows how much shampoo costs. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think was the last time Donald Trump actually bought shampoo? I don't know. Has Donald Trump ever bought? some idea of how much it costs. Usually these guys have no idea what what things run. Yeah. No, that's great. All right. uh, Kev's here. Brad Kloffenstein in for Casey. When we come back, there is this new report out about Suzanne Crouch and her apparently wanting Greg Pence to be her running mate. And this is the most bizarre thing ever. I just, I, 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 we have so many places we have to go with this and just, it is unbelievable. We'll talk about it. It's Kendall Casey Show coming up next, 93 WIBC. The primary for governor on the Republican side heating it up. And, well, it's actually the candidates for lieutenant governor that are making it interesting, or potentially candidates for lieutenant governor. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Brad Kloffenstein in for Casey today. So the, I guess it's five right now who are running for governor on uh, the Republican side. Other than Curtis Hill, they're about as entertaining as dry paint. And when this Brad Chambers guy, who is the head of IEDC, gets in, he will be six and it'll be five that are as entertaining as dry paint and then and then Curtis. And so what's interesting is that we're talking about this today because it's actually the race for lieutenant governor that is starting to get a lot of attention. This might be the first time in 200 years that 
the race for lieutenant governor has been interesting. Well, and and the race for lieutenant governor is going to be very, very important this year because we're going to see if the Republican Party can finagle their way, if the cabal can finagle their way to keeping their stranglehold on power and process in the state of Indiana. And so for those of you who don't know, we've talked about it many, many times, but we have new listeners all the time. In the state of Indiana, the lieutenant governor for both major parties. All three. Well, actually all three, because the libertarians actually do this, this the same way, obviously, is picked at a convention. So while you will vote next May in a, in a Republican primary to see who the governor nominee will be, the lieutenant governor, at least for now, and we'll get to that here in a second, is picked at a at, at a state convention by the state delegates. And you become a state delegate by running in the May primary. If you're one of the leading vote getters and every county elects these delegates a little differently, then you go to the state convention and you vote on who that person will be. Well, forever and ever, it has been, I think going back at least 30 years, maybe more, it's just been this automatic rubber stamp of whoever the nominee for governor picks for lieutenant governor, that's who the delegates pick. This year, Micah Beckwith, friend of our show, we'll have him on tomorrow to actually discuss this, has stepped up and said, we're not doing that anymore. You can't count on any of these people to actually follow through on what they said. Look at what happened with Holcomb because there was some rubber stamp as lieutenant governor. There was nobody to speak up or speak out. Silent Suzanne Crouch said absolutely nothing. By the way, I got asked this yesterday. Why do you call her Silent Suzanne? Well, if for seven years you say nothing with massive tax increases, state shutdowns, business closures, trying the governor trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, the Malik Muhammad meet and greet and other various egregious discretions by the governor, what else would we call that person, Brad? I, I don't know. I'm impressed that you rattled off that list without even having to look oh, at a sheet of paper or right anything. At, it, trust me, Brad, it's right at the forefront <laughs> of my thinking anymore. Uh and so we have dubbed her silent Suzanne Crouch. So all of this saying, so Micah Beckwith has come out and said, I'm running for lieutenant governor. I'm not running with anyone. I'm running independent of all these candidates. And we are going to give the delegates at the convention a choice of whether they actually want a check and balance on, an, on a potentially out of control governor or not. Well, obviously, the establishment is not going to take that sitting down. They're not going to take having anybody who is not a rubber stamp to their warped ideology in that position. And so you have seen the most establishment of all the candidates running, Suzanne Crouch, apparently strike some sort of deal, or at least close to a deal, with, of all people, Greg Pence, where she wants him to be his, her running mate. These are strange bedfellows, Rob. I, I don't... I, Greg Pence, I kind of understand. He took over his brother's old congressional district. This was the family saying Greg Pence didn't ruin tobacco road stores. What was it? <laughs> Kill Brothers, Oil, Kiel Brothers Company. Oil Company. And yeah, he didn't pollute a bunch of the ground and cause IDEM to have to turn yep. them into Superfund sites and clean it up. This was kind of remaking his legacy. The man says nothing. He does no interviews. He is just 
kind of silent Greg over there in Southeast Indiana. And I thought that he was just going to be happy to be a rubber stamp Republican vote out in DC. And now all of a sudden he wants to get involved in statewide politics. I find this fascinating. And, and it's so odd. But so by the way, the reporting was done by this, the Republic, which is a newspaper out there, I believe in Columbus. Yeah, the Columbus Republic. And Abdul had reported this in his cheat sheet quite a while ago that this was a possibility. I think Adam Wren had it over there at Importantville a while ago that this was a possibility. And now, according to uh, the campaign, and it was Robert Vane, who's a spokesperson. We've had Robert on the show before. He said, quote, I have nothing to add other than to confirm uh, Lieutenant Governor Crouch asked Representative Pence to consider being her running mate. So no way to weasel in around or out of that. No, no. I mean, that's about as official as it gets. And Greg Pence gave her $35,000. That was mighty in, generous In a him. campaign contribution. Look, I don't care how good a friend you are with someone. No one's $35,000 good friend. So clearly, if you are putting together, if you are a prosecutor putting together a case, you have the star witness in Robert Vane campaign spokesman saying, well, she's considering him. And then you have circumstantial evidence, which is the $35,000 donation from Greg Pence to Suzanne Crouch. Now, there may have been a time where putting a Pence name behind you was beneficial, but with the disaster that is Mike Pence running for president, totally alienating Trump supporters, which are the majority of voters here in Indiana, and by the day making them more and more angry, and when you couple with Greg Pence, by the way, I think we're going to start calling Greg Fredo from now on. Because if you think about The Godfather, Greg Pence is Fredo, that loser brother who couldn't do anything on his own, who was a complete disaster, a total epic failure, and but because of the family name was at least tolerated and patted on the back despite his utter incompetence. And when you look at what Greg Pence did with Keel Brothers Oil Company in terms of the business failure and then obviously the environmental issues which taxpayers were forced to clean up. Greg Pence from this point forward will now be known as Fredo Pence. And so you are now looking at if you are going to vote for Suzanne Crouch for governor, you have to accept that Suzanne Crouch believes that in a state of 7 million people, Fredo Pence is the best we can do in terms of our number two running this state. How could you possibly vote for silent Suzanne Crouch knowing that Fredo Pence is going to, is going to be her running mate? He does have a very nice antique mall down there in Edinburgh. <laughs> Just, so, the, so this is what's interesting, and this is what the Pences do, because the Pences, Mike Pence, Fredo Pence, they all believe that they're entitled to stuff. This is, this is what this family is. Micah Beckwith responded to this in a press release, and I thought this was this was great. He said, quote, delegates should be able to choose who should serve in the second highest level in office in our state government instead of just one person choosing. That's why I'm challenging Congressman Greg Pence to enter the race for lieutenant governor. If he wants to be lieutenant governor, he should run and make his case to the delegates, not look for an anointment. I love that. Yeah, Greg, if you want this, don't go in the back door like the Pences always do. Fredo, step up, man up, put your name on the ballot like Micah is, and let the delegates make the choice without the scales being tipped in your favor. There's also another advantage to going about it that way. Suzanne, as you said, she is one of six candidates vying for governor. He probably has a better chance of becoming a lieutenant governor nominee by just saying, yeah, I would like to do this. Whoever are whoever gets elected in the primary, 
consider me along with Micah because, yeah, Suzanne is one of six. Now, Suzanne Crouch has not spoken on this as far as I know. Every comment that has been made has been from a campaign spokesperson, either anonymously or on the record. I was told yesterday, and this is, we'll see, by a very, what I believe to be a very reliable source, that she is not happy that this got out. And she's not happy that there was an official commentary on it. But this is where the silent Suzanne stuff comes in. If indeed that is true, Suzanne, and you don't want Greg Pence, then stand up and say it. It will probably win you a lot of votes if you come out and reject Greg Pence. You will win way more votes if you come out and say, I am like most Hoosiers, totally done with this Pence family and good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if she just came out, if she came on these airwaves and said, you know, Rob, there are four and a half million Hoosiers that are eligible in this state to be lieutenant governor. I will consider any of them, but not Greg Pitts. Can you imagine what that says about your judgment? And by the way, she needs to do it soon because it's out there and now it's festering amongst people who will be delegates that you have all of these people you can choose from. And you're so wed, which is the knock on Suzanne because it's true. You are so wed to the establishment that you're going, you're not even going to pick the good pence. You're not picking Michael Corleone. (laughs) So so what does she get out of this? Well, again, I think it's a person who is... uh, very obviously very connected inside of the establishment circle i think she sees the saw the name pence this you know months ago when this stuff was first reported and you say well the guy can raise a gajillion dollars there is still a base of people who revere the pence name but this is before fredo's brother is and is proactively currently taking a colossal dump on all the Trump voters in the state of Indiana and appears, based on commentary we're going to play later in the show, about to turn state's evidence on Donald Trump. Gee, maybe the Pence name is finally becoming the poison it has long actually been in this state, and maybe she's looking for a way out of it. This will be interesting, but yeah, the the fact that somebody from her campaign said, yeah, yeah, we've talked to him. And and we... well, this is the point, right? It makes it very hard for her now to come out and go, nuh-uh, because your spokesperson, and we like Robert, you know Robert, I know, I know Robert. Robert, he's been on this show before, comes out and says, yeah, this is this is true. You can't say fake news. You can't say the media is manipulating. Either one of two things happened. Either you did, you do want him, which the 35, again, circumstantial evidence, 35 grand says yes, or you've got such a lack of institutional control in your campaign that you got people speaking off the cuff without knowing what's going on or consent. And I've known Robert Vane long enough. No, he didn't do that. So I'm telling you, if you vote for Suzanne Crouch in a primary as of right now, you're getting Greg Pence as your lieutenant governor. Proceed with caution. It is the Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Brad, you and I both went to the fair. We I, we did. I Not together. but Over the, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we saw some very interesting things taking place at the state fair. And I actually think the things that I saw were good and in a positive direction. I will ask you what you saw and see if you have the same interpretation. We'll talk about it next. Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The State Fair is in full swing, and I saw something over the weekend that I said, that's good. That's good. 93 WIBC, it is the Kennel and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today, Brad Kloppenstein, and for Casey, Kev's here. So I went Friday for the award-winning Hammer and Nigel show, doing their live broadcast at the Tap Room at the State Fair. And uh, as we were leaving to uh, leaving the premises, I saw a group of local youth who were attempting to enter the Indiana State Fair. And what I observed made me feel pretty good, Brad, because I saw security at the fair refusing to let those people into the fair without an identification. And for those of you who aren't aware, one of the things that the state fair decided to do this year was anybody under the age of 18 was not going to be allowed in after 6 p.m. without adult supervision. And, uh, That, to me, was wonderful because so much of the violence we are seeing in Indianapolis is coming from younger people. And the State Fair proactively said, look, we got a lot of families here. We got a lot of people who just want to have fun and have a good time. We are not going to be your babysitter. We are not just going to let you get in here and roam around and get into trouble. And it is great to see not only did they enact that provision, but they are enforcing it. And I saw them turning people away. I applaud the fair for the changes that they've made this year. I noticed, A, it was packed Friday, so it's not like they're hurting their attendance. Um, I think we got there 6.30 to 7-ish. But uh, other things I wasn't aware of, but I was glad to see, no admission after 8 p.m., and I think they closed the whole thing down at 11 p.m., which is new this year. Um, But, yes, while it was packed there was not just the disruptive bands of kids running around that you've seen in the past. Everything was orderly. Now, I will say some of the fair fashion was freaking over the top, and I loved it. Well, and, and, and look, nothing against the enthusiasm of youth. We've all been there. However, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you could have done this for Brad Kloppenstein, too, and probably Kevin, although Kevin did admit he used to smash pumpkins on Halloween, so I don't know. But you could have dropped Rob Kendall at 15 years old or 16 years old off at a state fair and said, I'm going to be back to pick you up in two hours and known I'm not going to hop in someone's van and I'm not going to be brandishing a firearm of some sort and I'm not going to be getting in any sort of trouble. I'm going to spend the allotted amount of money that was given to me. I will be where you tell me to be and I'm going to go home. That doesn't happen a lot these days. And especially when you look at the statistics on violence in this city, there is no reason for a bunch of kids to be just dropped off at the Indiana State Fair either not just for the safety of everyone else, but also for their own safety and being told, hey, we'll we'll see you in a few hours if we see it at all. And I there was one underage kid who clearly was underage who was trying to fabricate her age to the guard. And he was just saying, too bad, sister. Doesn't matter. You go get that ID and come back. And when you show me you're 18, then you can skadoodle on in here. But until then, either get an adult or we wish you the best. Yeah. And I think that is going to make, we're going to find the state fair 
a markedly safer event than we've had in previous years. I would say it's highly successful. I was glad to see it. It was nice. And I, you and I are cut from the same vein. I am a notorious rule follower. <laughs> Which is so, so weird because you're such a maniac. <laughs> so, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, the, the other thing I was struck by, it is nice to see cultures mixing at the fair. You, yeah. Obviously, the, the fair is very based in agriculture. And so Sheila and I went through almost all the animal barns and saw all the animals that were out there. But, you know, the state fair is at 38th and Fall Creek, which is, you know, typically a, somewhat of a, a poor neighborhood. And to see those two cultures mix and get along, and I saw a lot of people asking questions. I saw a lot of people willing to explain, you know, what is this animal? What does it do? Why do you, you know, do you eat it? Do you share it? Do you, whatever you do with it, do you milk it? And um, the whole thing just made me feel good, as well as the milkshakes. Well, I'm glad you felt good. It's Kendall and Casey show. Brad's it for Casey. When we come back, Mike Pence. Oh, boy, he's making a whole lot of friends. He does not rule out turning state's evidence against Trump. we got the audio next. Kendall and Casey show, 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.